Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the One Talk podcast. You're here with your host, Ryan. I'm very excited for today's episode. It's a fellow podcaster, but he's so much more than that, and a new father as well. Um, we'll get into everything about him, but I'd like to introduce Nicholas. Thanks, brother. Honestly, so grateful for the opportunity, and it's good to connect with like-minded people and be on the other side of the microphone as well. As, as you know, being a podcaster, we're used to just interviewing people, but it's good to be you know, interviewed yourself. So thank you. Yeah, it's good to be on the other side of it and just receive and output as well and just being able to, you know, share a bit of your own story and your journey as well. Mm, yeah, so how far do you want me to go back, bro, from the beginning or? Um, probably what's relevant to today's day and age. So yeah, yeah, just bring us back to the reason for the podcast because I know it's big for mental health and just that journey. All right. Well, I guess I'll give a quick overview because it kind of all ties in. Yeah. Growing up, I was I was a very, you know, active kid, but very shy and introverted. You know, I would go, I'd play sport. I grew up playing soccer, martial arts, rugby league. You know, I was very active. I was very out there. But at the same time, I like to keep to myself. Mm. And growing up, I felt I felt different. I just felt like I didn't quite fit in because I was now that I know like shy and introverted and I had social anxiety. What age time, did you have this realization? Oh, probably, yeah, primary school age. Yeah. So maybe between eight and 10 around there. Like every time I would go into a new social situation, a new environment, I'd have this, this weird feeling in me, like in my gut and I'd get really sick. And I wouldn't want to leave the house. And it was, it got to the point where I was actually like vomiting and stuff. Yeah. And I, I didn't know what it was. And I was just like, oh, is this normal? Like, and I just felt, I felt different because no one else that I knew kind of went through that or that I knew of anyway. And yeah, just growing up, it held me back from, held me back from opportunities because I wouldn't go and say yes to certain things because this feeling inside of me would tell me, no, don't do that. And now I know that that's fear, that's anxiety. You know, that's the fact that I'm, you know, introvert personality. And now I have more of a control over. I have, you know, tools that I can implement so I don't get bad. Like Mm. even today before coming on this podcast, I still get a bit of anxiety now. It's something I will continually deal with because, it is for a lot of people, it is scary, especially on platforms like this, jumping on a podcast, talking to someone that you've never really met before, hmm. for a lot of people to go and listen to. Like that is scary. But at the same time, you grow so much from it as well. Hmm. And the one thing that I've learned about fear, about anxiety, it's not it's not a bad thing. Yeah. People see it as, oh, you know, it's such a bad thing. It's so like debilitating, it's going to hold me back. It is if you let it control you. For me, when you change your perspective and look at it as fear and anxiety of a sign of something that you need to go towards, that you need Mm. to deal with, that you need to do, because on the other side of that, there's growth. Mm. And, you know, we'll talk about it a lot through this podcast, through my podcasting journey and what I do now and the growth that I've, I've had in the last two to three years through doing it, it's just from jumping out of your comfort zone and using that fear as as confidence yeah because trust me like even for yourself when you first started podcasting you probably would have been nervous yeah man, your, your was... first few episodes let's be honest were probably not the best no. but <laughs> as you progress you get way better and it's just about putting in the repetitions so i guess my childhood stems into why i started the podcast and everything that i do now yeah, yeah, that's so true. And like you said, back when I started my podcast too, even to this day, I get anxious before. Like I'm excited, but I get anxious as well. So I do a breath work before every podcast episode just to make sure that my mind's clear and ready and prepared. Because like you said, the whole world's listening to this episode and also speaking to someone you never met before. And I feel like that anxious feeling doesn't leave, but what does build up is confidence. And I feel like mm. you've got that within yourself is where your confidence builds. So the more times you do it, you feel more comfortable doing it, even though you still may have the effect of anxiety, but overall you just feel more confident in presenting yourself out there. 
Yeah, it's a e- exposure therapy. Yeah. So where, how much of a gap was it from? Because you said, was at the age of 10, you were starting to vomit and stuff due to yep. anxious feelings. What was the gap from the age of 10 until you figured out and discovered tips and tactics and tools to be able to, you know, get a grips of your own mental health or anxious feelings? Last year, bro. Last year. Yeah. <laughs> it's been that long, bro. How old are you now? All, 25 this year. So yeah. 24 years it's taken me to kind of understand what all this is and why I have these feelings and these emotions and stuff. And just like you said before, breath work, that's so important to helping me with my anxiety. Exercise is a big one. I said I'm always active, but the more exercise I do, the more chilled I am, the more calm I am. And then when you implement the meditation and I do journaling and cold showers now, which sucked at the beginning, but they just become a habit. Every morning, cold shower. Every time I have a shower, it's actually I finish off on cold and it's so beneficial. Mm. Especially with the cold exposure, the mornings too, like you wake up and it's the last thing you want to do. Well, for me personally Mm. speaking, but once you get in there and smash it out, like the effects you feel from it is fucking fantastic. Yeah, bro. Like it's the best start of the day. Like I go for my walk and run in the morning, come back, have a cold shower and I just feel on top of the world. I'm like, I feel so fresh and ready to attack the day. So I definitely recommend everyone get into some cold exposure. And it just has to be a shower. It doesn't have to be ice baths and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like if I'm in a rush on my way to work, I just dunk my face in the sink. Like just get the cold, <laughs> <laughs> just get the cold water around the sink and just dunk my head in it, dry it off and run out the door to get to work. But, you know, like it can, you can, you can be quite flexible in how you do it. It's just a good way to get yourself prepared for the day. Did you only find cold exposure within the last year as well? Like, was this the same time you found breath work and all these other things as well? Yeah, it's it's, it's all come at me like kind of a 12-month time period. And I found, I think it was Wim Hof I came across. Yeah. <laughs> everyone, everyone comes across cold therapy through Wim Hof. But, yeah. you know, I started doing his breath works and I was like, who's this crazy guy in the freaking ice baths and shit? And don't get me wrong, like I did – um, do ice baths growing up playing rugby league because we had to do it after footy games and that but I hated it I didn't understand why we kind of did it and I didn't um, take it on board mm. and really use it to its full potential but now I'm like this is awesome like, I want to jump in an ice bath I want to do cold showers because I know the benefits that you get off the back of it mm. that's it though because I grew up playing soccer and the same thing, cold exposure and things like that was mainly for physical benefits. And then when I started to find out the mental benefits from it, I was like, oh, this, I didn't ever do this side of it. And I started doing it. Yeah. And when we become more focused on those certain patterns that we do the, um, the ice bath for, you start feeling the effects from it even more because your brain's actually more connected to it because you're actually putting forward to it and processing it and you understand the reason behind it. Mm, it's crazy. Have you... um? done like a full-blown breathwork session then jumped into a really cold ice bath. Yeah. Like where you hallucinate and stuff. Yeah, a few times, yeah. So That's a done, crazy feeling, bro. Yeah. Well, can you tell us about your first experience with that? Yeah, sure. So have you heard of someone called Dean Gladstone? He's on um, Bondi Rescue. Yeah, I know the name. Yeah, he's like a breathwork expert in ice bath stuff. So I went to his house and did a breathwork session in ice baths there. And it was my first... I've done breathwork before, but this was my my first proper like deep breathwork session. I didn't know what to expect, but I think we did it for like 30 minutes or so. Yeah. And it's just like the first five, 10 minutes, you're like, what the hell am I doing here? Like you don't really feel much. Hmm. And then when you pass that, you're like this weird feeling. And for me, my arms were actually lifting off the ground. I was like, what the hell is happening? Yeah. It's a lobster hands. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And then you finish the breath work and he goes, okay, we're going to have ice baths now. So he has these like bins that he got from Bunnings, filled it up with ice and water. We jumped in. It was, I don't know what the temperature was, but it was bloody cold. Mm. Jumped in. Wow. The shock yeah. to the system, but it was so bloody good, man. And it was, it was an awesome experience. And from there, I just started to implement that kind of stuff into my life. How long were we in the ice for? I think we did five or 10 minutes yeah not not yeah. that long but in the ice bath it feels like forever oh it feels like forever i only do like three to five tops like i then go over that i just do it for enough just to get the benefits that i need um because i i've got a friend and he 
told me a story about himself when he got in the ice bath and then he got out and he said that was easy so he jumped back in for an extra 26 minutes or something and he ended up getting <laughs> hyperthermia and like oh, he got, yeah he got pretty um rolled over by it so now i'll make sure that when i get in the ice bath i leave my ego outside the bath mm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. pretty harmful. but then what was going on mentally because you said that you're experiencing maybe some sort of hallucination or why you're going through that so yeah, it's it's kind of hard to explain. Like you've yeah. been through it yourself. It's it's a weird feeling, eh? Like mm. you're there, but you're kind of not there. Yeah. Um, you're like you're in your subconscious, and for me, so many, so many thoughts pop into your mind, and you're like, where did these come from? Mm. And they're from like your past and stuff like that too. And it's like I didn't know I had this stuff in my head still. <laughs> <laughs> and it, yeah, all these different these thoughts come to your head and you're hallucinating and it's just, it's just a weird feeling. I guess it's hard to explain unless you you've been through it yourself. Yeah. Like for you, what was your experience? Like, what did you experience? Um, my first time I experienced myself. It felt like, cause when I was in the ice bath, I was feeling so much pain sitting in there, but I think after mm. one minute clocked, I could still feel the pain, but it didn't feel like I was associating myself with the pain. So the pain was there. You just go if, numb, eh? Yeah, you go numb. The fact like my conscious was like separated, it understood the pain. It understood why it was there, but it didn't connect itself to it. And then after that, I did a um, like a Tibetan sound bowl healing as well. And I went through the most profound experience. Like I was in like this big dark room, like my eyes were closed. And then um, I saw this big white glow in the dark butterfly just floating in this dark room. And then oh, wow. I, I ended up realizing at the end of the breath that it was actually like my soul or whatever it may be. And then this butterfly is flying in this dark room. I see a light at the end of this dark room. The butterfly flies over to it, pushes through the hole, and then it starts flying over like tropical rainforest. And then I remember like <laughs> it felt like I was in there forever. And then like five minutes later, I got taken out of the breath and I was just like, holy shit. And then the next day I ended up in hospital. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah. So I was in the hospital for like a day and a half and um, I spoke with the person who facilitated it and they believe it was a detox, um, just my body trying to get rid of toxins after the breath. But it was a profound experience. Um, but yeah, every time's different. <laughs> wow. That's, that's crazy, man. I haven't heard of that before. Yeah. Like I was just, yeah, I got told it was maybe some sort of rebirth and I kind of feel that because um who I was in my past to who I am now. There used to be a tug of war with me now and old me between the um, the two. And I think that was just me cutting that rope and saying, you know what, I'm in the present moment and this is who I am. So that gave me a big realization. And then from there on, I'm just, I rock and roll with um, breath work and meditation, and ice baths now because it keeps me so grounded and centered. Um, do you find that within mm. yourself too? Yeah, for sure, man. If I... If I go days without meditating or cold showers or going out in nature even and just getting that fresh air, I just, I feel crap, man. I feel sluggish. Mm. I'm like, I need to go out and do that stuff because it just makes me feel good. I was just about to ask that too, because I feel this. Um, do you ever just sit there and you feel something within you trying to like drag you to go and do meditation or trying to go be more connected with yourself? Like, do you ever feel that yeah. in, in the pulp? Yeah, that's for that's for me in the bush. I love being bush. in nature. I love. Mm. I live in the mountains, so I'm always in the bush, and I I get this pull like I could be totally busy, and I'm just like I need to go for a walk. I need to go being in nature with the trees and all that kind of stuff. And after it, I feel good, and I yeah. realize I need that stuff in my life because mm. we get so caught up in day to day tasks and. You'd know it, editing podcasts, all that kind of stuff that comes with what we do. Sometimes you just need a break. Sometimes you just need to get out, get that fresh air, get the body moving, you know, connect with the earth, the environment, and you feel on top of the world after it. Yeah. Like you really need to disconnect to reconnect with yourself. Mm, and I feel like there's exactly. no better place to do that than nature. So that's mm, amazing. Exactly. And also, you were saying earlier you played uh, so many different types of sports. I know you exercise now, but you still play sports. And how does that go with helping your mental health? Yeah, so I play Oz Tag, so it's rugby with tags on you. Um, I play that twice a week. I really, I really enjoy that because growing up, 
as I said, I played rugby league and my dream was to play in the NRL. So that didn't quite happen, <laughs> but it's good to still get a footy in the hands and run around with some mates. And I play like it's called state cup Oztag. So like representative, I could say. So still a pretty high level of Oztag and it's good fun. I enjoy it. It mixes it up instead of just going to the gym all the time or just walking in the bush, you know, I can go down to the fields and play Oztag and that. So it's good to have a variety of stuff that you do within, you know, your exercise regime. Yeah, that's it. And listen to your body because sometimes your body doesn't want to go and lift weights. It wants to go for a walk. Then mm. some days it wants to do something more full-on than walking. It wants to go and play rugby. So it's good having a few options out there for yourself that you know you can yeah. go to. you got um, to enjoy it as well yeah. because so many people get caught in this mindset, I have to go to the gym, I have to walk, and they don't stick to it because they don't enjoy it. Like, mm. yes, there needs to be a level of discipline there, but if you totally hate going to the gym – don't force yourself to go to the gym. Go do something you actually enjoy and something that you're going to stick to because you'll get way better results. Mm. Yeah, that's important too, to make sure you enjoy it. Because like you said, you do need a bit of discipline in terms of just to create a routine. But once your routine's in place, if you enjoy it, you stick with it. And it's mm. just finding the exercise that you enjoy. You know, Some people prefer doing like a hit session, 20 minutes in and out to done for the day. Some people prefer like a three-hour bike ride, you know, whatever it is for you. Just go and give it a go and experiment a bit. That's it, man. Stop. How, don't fight against yourself. <laughs> yeah, don't fight against yourself. Listen to yourself. <laughs> mm. What's your um, community like in where you live in terms of awareness and mental health, support for mental health? Um, That's a good question because that's one of my goals this year is to really broaden. Are you talking about the community where I live? Or... Yeah. Yeah, okay. So – that is on my list to get into the community where I live because I only moved up here four or five years ago. I started this podcast three years ago, so it's still pretty new. Um, mm. The community is awesome. It's a We're big on health and fitness. I wish it was more like Sunny Coast, like the holistic health kind of view and the meditation and all that kind of stuff, but that, that will come with time and that could be something that I could start up here and get going. But in regards to the mental health, that is something I want to work on in the community because, to be honest, I'm not too sure what it's like up here. And that's yeah. a big mission of mine because I'm here doing this podcast and I've spoken to a few um, locals that have actually come on the podcast and is mental health prevalent everywhere? Mm. And if we can do one community at a time, so if I can do my community, you can do your community, we can reach a lot more people. We can have a bigger impact. Oh, 100%. So, mm, that's, that's one of my missions this year is to really get into my community, get to know them and get my message and get my podcast out there. Because as I said, we all go through mental health. We all have mental health. We all have issues. We all are faced with adversities in life. But a lot of the times we feel like we're alone. Mm. And that's, that's not the fact at all. Everyone no. has a story. Everyone has gone through shit in life. If we can connect through a podcast by us here today talking, talking about our life stories, people listening will realize, hey, like if these two guys can talk about mental health and sh be vulnerable and share their stories, why can't I? Yeah. So that, that's a big mission of mine this year. Yeah. And going back a bit, how was it growing up? Like whereabouts did you grow up and how was there around then in terms of when you started feeling like anxious thoughts? Like what was the support like around you and community at that time? Um, so I grew up in Western Sydney, um, New South Wales. The support for mental health back then or for my anxiety, I didn't really tell anyone, to be honest, because hmm. I didn't know what it was. Yeah. I just had this feeling. I just stuck to myself. My mom kind of knew, like she knew I got anxious, but I didn't like speaking about it because people would put me down for it would be like oh you can't go talk to those people you can't you know do that because you're too scared and made me made me feel worse about the situation made me feel worse about my feelings which if you're told that over a period of time you start to believe those things 100% which is why I now do this podcast to not only prove it to myself and to other people that you can you know overcome what at a time was my identity of you're 
let's say it, a pussy and you couldn't talk to people. Mm. That's what people told me. So now I'm here today talking to you. I talk to people all over the world. I, I've done like 95, 96 episodes of the podcast. Like, mm. It's just you can do anything. You don't That's have amazing. to let. Yeah, you don't have to let what other people tell you growing up because a lot of what we are now, a lot of what we do now and our actions stem from our childhood and what we're told and what happens to us growing up. So, yes, don't let what happens as you when you're a child affect you now. And it yeah. is hard and it's taken a lot of work, a lot of inner work to really first identify where all that came from because, as I said, I didn't know what this anxiety was. I didn't know what all this kind of stuff was and why I acted like this. And when I identified it, when I acknowledged it, when I accepted it, and then when I learned to appreciate it, that's when it all changed for me. Mm. So it's like all those conditioned beliefs of the external mm. world putting onto you and your mind conditioning to it. Because like you were saying earlier, the subconscious takes on things as literal. You know, our yep. subconscious mind doesn't take information and we hear it and our subconscious minds are sitting there like, oh, that's a funny joke. Like, no, nah, it takes on as literal. And what it does is it stores information for us to tr- able to um, act out in the world and it kind of creates an identity for us. So it's all about re- rewiring the mind and creating a new belief system. And that mm. sounds like what has happened with you in terms of starting your podcast and now getting your message out there and want to create more awareness within the communities that you involve yourself in as well. Yeah, 100%. Mm. So when you started the podcast, um, what was it like then? Because I know you said you started finding strategies within the last year, but the podcast started three years ago. Um, how was you mm. coping with uh, mentally and also recording episodes because I know the pressure it can create. <laughs> yeah. As I mentioned earlier, the first few episodes were not the best. <laughs> but as I also said, with repetition, with exposure, you get more comfortable, you get better. But that first probably year or so, so I so I started 2020. This year is my third year of the podcast. So 2020 started it and it was scary, man. Mm. I didn't know what I was doing. I just like jumped out of the comfort zone. I was like, yep, I'm going to start a podcast because do you follow Gary V? Yeah. Okay. So I'll share a quick little story. I was in 20, 2019, I was at university studying sport and exercise science. Hated it. Hated uni. Not my, not my jam, that's for sure. And I came across Gary V. I was like, who is this guy? I started watching him, started following him, what he did, and he was inspiring me. All of a sudden, I'm on social media scrolling, and this ad pops up, Gary V um, coming to Sydney, Success Resources or whatever. And I'm like, this would be cool. I bought a ticket, and I told my parents, I'm skipping uni, I'm going to go to this event. And my mom's like, why the hell are you doing that? They're just going to like try and sell you courses and take your money and stuff. I was like... Gary V, I've got to see this guy. Like, this yeah. is something that drew me that I had to go to it. Skip uni, went to this event, and dude, sitting there in the crowd, Gary was the last one to come out. He walked out. The way he portrays himself, the way he moves a crowd and impacts them, I was like, wow, why can't I do that? Like, because growing up, I always knew that I wanted to help people. I wanted to have an impact. I just didn't know how. And as we mentioned before, I had this limiting beliefs and this identity of I can't talk to people, I can't help people, which held me back. But now sitting in that crowd, I was like, if I want to be like Gary, if I want to have my own impact in this world, I need to make a change. I need to make a promise to myself that I'm going to take every opportunity that comes my way. Hmm. And I left that event on such a high that the next week I actually dropped out of uni. I was like, yeah. I'm dropping out and I'm going to work full-time in my family business, but I'm going to buy a camera. I'm going to start vlogging, get myself out of the comfort zone. I started vlogging. A few weeks later, Gary V pops up again. Everyone needs to have a podcast. I'm like, all right, what the hell is a podcast? I didn't even listen to podcasts back then. And I bought, yeah, I bought a crappy microphone for my laptop and just started recording like solo episodes by myself (laughs) 
man, it took me like 15, 20 goes just to get like a three-minute episode out. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you probably know the feeling, man. Yeah. Like, did you even have it, topics or did you just try and wing it on the spot? Oh, my introduction one. I was like yeah. trying to introduce myself and I didn't know <laughs> what to say. <laughs> I think it was like two minutes long and it took me like over an hour to record. I was mm. like, wow, this is, I don't know how this is going to go. But I stayed persistent and I put out a few other solo episodes on some random topics. Then I got my good mate to come on the podcast as my first guest, which made it better because I knew the guy. Mm. So it, was a lot less stress and a lot less anxiety but at the same time there was so much anxiety because i'm recording my first guest podcast and am i going to say the right thing and how's it going to go what's he going to think and but it actually went it went good for Mm. the fact that it was my first podcast so i look back at that and i was like i am proud of myself not for the podcast itself because it was good but my communication skills were fucking terrible, but it was the fact that I jumped out of my comfort zone and I did that. Mm, that's a big step. Yeah. Like for me, no one expected that. And I've had friends, people that I went to school with. And one of my good friends now, we connected after I started the podcast. And the way we connected was, hey, bro, I would not expect you to do a podcast <laughs> because at school, I would not talk. Like I would just keep to myself. And he's like, Bro, you're the last person I would think that you would you'd start a podcast and here you are today. And it's it's yeah, it's been a crazy journey. And I've I've learned so much about myself. I've grown so much and I've spoken and networked with so many amazing people. And my communication skills have gone through the roof. Like I can actually string some sentences together now and yeah. I'm not getting so much anxiety. And it's crazy, man. So it's it's been it's been a hell of a journey, that's for sure. And I'm excited for what the future holds. Yeah, definitely. I'm keen to keep watching your journey too. And the beauty of podcaster men is like you said, the network of people that you get to meet from so many different walks of life, so many walks of business. And so, like, it's just, it's incredible. And also the skills that you pick up as well socially, like it's, it's incredible too, because for me, for my job, I have, I'm like, you know, I'm a youth worker for mental health. So I do a lot of communication, but as soon as cameras would come out, I'd freeze. So this <laughs> so podcasting has given me the ability to speak my own self. Like I usually would without cameras to now still speak with cameras or no matter what's happening, I can still be my true self. That really does build your confidence. It does. And you still get nervous. Though. Do you know, you you know, Jordan Potts, right? Yeah. Yeah. I had him on my podcast and I remember we're doing the introduction. I stuffed it up three times. <laughs> this was live. Like we're recording our stuff that up and he goes, man, it's okay. Like yeah. just keep it in there because it shows your listeners that it's a raw, it's authentic. Like you are mm. going to stuff up everyone. Like, even you could be the best communicator in the world, but when a camera comes out, Bro, you can shit bricks because it's a whole different, it's a whole different level, man. So he's like, dude, it just shows that you're human, that you're not perfect. Yeah. And I, I did keep that in. And that episode will come out next week. And that was a really good podcast because yeah, I stuffed up in the beginning, but that was that was a good reality check to myself. Not to be not to be so hard on myself. Yeah. Just go with the flow, enjoy it. Like you are gonna stuff up. Nothing's gonna be perfect in life. Mm. Exactly. Not when it's going to be perfect. Like you just got to cherish the present moment and what you did just then with the um, telling that story, because people will relate to that even more than if you edited it out and then just went back and try to make it more professional. You know, I think people engage a lot more with that because I like, like me and myself, I don't follow much profiles on social media because I only like following what I want to see. And when I see the realness like that, it gives me a spark because I know the struggle of recording. I know the struggling struggle of making videos. Like I saw the mental health experience nearly four years ago. And I only just did like a face reveal like a year ago. So like, oh, really? yeah. So like, I know how much it takes as well. So that's huge, man. So yeah, I'm really, I'm keen to listen to that episode now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is good. Yeah, no, that's dope. So um, when you started the podcast, was there many other podcasts you're listening to to try and give you inspiration on yours? Um, Gary V, he was a big one. Do you know Isaac John? No, I don't. Okay, he owns, he's an ex uh, professional NRL player. Travis knows him. Um, 
he has a brand called YKTR and a podcast called The Ice Project. I've been following him since the beginning and he's a one probably one of the biggest inspirations to me in this space in Australia. Mm. So he's someone I looked up to. Him, Gary V, Curran Ray, I listen to. Yeah. Uh, Andy Frisella, do you listen to him? No, I haven't. I'm going to listen to some of these after this episode. Yeah, okay. Andy Frisella, he's an American guy. He's, he's a bit over the top. Um, yeah. He's straight to the point. He doesn't take shit, which is good. Um, but yeah, those kind of guys I looked up to. Obviously, I listen to Joe Rogan and all those kind of people mm. as well. But my main person was, was Isaac John because we're on a very similar path in regards to we grew up playing rugby league. Yeah, started podcast, vlogging, clothing brand, all that kind of stuff. So he's someone I really look up to and he's helped me a lot throughout this journey too. Like he's been on my podcast twice as a guest. Oh, wow. And I remember, yeah, I remember having him on the first time and I'll be honest, I was shitting bricks because mm. he's like one of my idols and someone I look up to. And that was early on in my podcasting. I forget what episode, but it was maybe nine or 10. Mm. So that was really early in my journey. <laughs> and I remember jumping on. I was so nervous. And he goes, dude, just relax, just chill. Mm. Because he could feel like the, the nervousness of me and I was stuttering my words and stuff. And that was a shit podcast, man. That mm. was <laughs> that was crap. But off the back of it, I grew so much confidence. I was like, if I can talk to my idol, if I could have him on my podcast, I can talk to anyone. Yeah. And from that podcast. Yeah, it was, wasn't the best. It was pretty crap. But I went on to talk to so many other people because I had the confidence mm. and I put in the repetitions and he came on again last year, 12 months. It was nearly 12 months to the date that he came on again. And he goes, dude, you have grown so much. Like I can tell the difference. Like we're, we're actually having conversation now. You're not so nervous. You don't have all this anxiety holding you back. And that took me to another level of confidence <laughs> again, bro. And I was like, I'm on top of the world because- once you reflect and you look at how far you've come mm. in a short period of time too, like two years that I've grown, it's like you can you can achieve so much in a short period of time and people underestimate themselves. Mm. They go, oh, that's too hard. That's going to take so long. No, it's not. Just put in the work, put in the repetitions and you'll be amazed on what you can actually achieve. That's it, man. Like patience and consistency. You mix those two together and you're going to get to your destination. That's it. And especially when it comes to podcasting, because you'd probably see it yourself. People start podcasts because they're like, oh, podcast is a new thing. It's cool. Let's let's go talk to people. And you see them start, they go for about a month, two months, maybe six months if they're lucky. And then they realize, wow, this is hard. There's so mm. much work that goes into it. It's not just sit in front of a microphone and talk with someone. That's a big part of it. But a lot of it is the editing, the networking all the little things that you don't think of. It's like that mm. iceberg analogy. You see the tip, which is just talking to cool people, but underneath the surface, there's so much more. And you just got to be, you got to be consistent with it as well. That's what mm. I've learned from podcasting is you got to plan well and you got to be consistent. Yeah. You got to put out, put out episodes every week or at most every two weeks and just keep putting in the reps because mm. it may take, one or two years to start getting a bit of traction. Mm. But once you get that traction, just like anything in life when it comes to business, you know, you slowly go across and then boom, one day you'll just shoot up. Yeah. And that's just from that's just from putting in the repetitions. But if you give up too early, who knows that next episode you could have recorded could have shot you up, could have been the episode that put you on top. Mm. But you didn't know because you gave up. So yeah. just stay with it. Stick with it and remember why you started, you know, remember. Mm. Remember your intentions, remember the reasoning behind it. And on your tough days, just keep that in mind and you'll keep pushing forward. And like you said, consistent episodes is huge because we live in a, a social media world now where everything scroll, scroll, scroll. And if, you're, yeah. if your podcast, let's just keep saying podcast, is not constantly there, like consistently, people start forgetting about it real quick because yeah. we're in a real scrolling age now. Mm, that's why I put out a bunch of content around every mm. episode like little micro clips, quotes and stuff because it gets people engaged and they may not listen to the full episode, but they may go to my page and check out the little clips, which could be full of value and that could help their day. And then yeah. down the track, they'll be like, oh, wow, like 
this guy provided so much value to me. I'm going to go listen to his podcast now. Mm. And that's the beauty of reels as well and TikTok and all those things because mm. like even though you post, you know, the photo saying episode out now, then like every second day you can post a reel and people are consistently remembered and again reminded about, oh, this episode's come out. And then you see like the little 30 second clip and like that sounds dope. I want to go check it out. And it's just creating that. It's creating hype around it too. Yeah. Yeah. Just putting out these little gems, those little little pieces of value for people to go, wow, I want to go listen to that. Yeah, and yours is um yours is really well done. I like watching your I clips. Appreciate it, bro. I put it, I put a lot of time and effort into tell. that. So I'm grateful for that comment. Yeah. I love your setup too, man. I like your um sun stuff you on the background. Like you've got a really <sighs> dope setup. Hope I can come down and see it one day if I ever yeah, come down sure, to New South Wales. Yeah, it's this setup's been a journey within itself. Like you would know podcast equipment's not cheap. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, even like the roadcaster. Do you have a roadcaster? Yeah, the Rodecaster setup. Yeah, they're a thousand bucks mm. yeah, <laughs> just like for I'm, a little box. <laughs> yeah, the bundle. I was looking, like, I was just scrolling the other day, and the bundle for like the Rodecaster, four mics, four headphones is around 1600. Mm. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's crazy. Like, I've got two of these mics, two stands. The sign was 700 bucks itself. I've got, a, I built this wall behind me. Like, everything adds up. Yeah. And it's, it's not cheap. But the way I see it is it's an investment in the future because yeah. I really want to take this podcast to a whole new level and you need the equipment to do that. Exactly. And you know, some people say if you want people to take you seriously, you got to take it seriously as well. And I can see that. Yeah. It, looks, it looks looks, fucking dope. Yeah, you, you got to invest in yourself. Yeah, you do. Self-investment is the best. Like even when you went to Gary V, you know, that was an investment within yourself as well. Mm. Yeah, that was, that was 70 bucks and that changed my life and put me on the path that I am now. Yeah. So imagine if the people listening here could go spend 50 or 100 bucks going to, say, a seminar or going to an event or whatever, because you just never know what you're going to get from that. Mm. Like you might get some sort of knowledge, information, or you might meet someone in the crowd and network with them. Like there's so much beauty that can come out of it. All you got to do is dedicate a bit of time out of your day to go down to it. That's it. And you never know unless you do it. And for me, that's the biggest thing. You just got to jump out there and do stuff because I don't want to get to 80, 90s. I'll look back at my life and have regret that I didn't do certain things because I let my anxiety take over and t- get like take control of me and hold me back from taking certain opportunities in life. So, no, nah, I don't want regret. I want to take every opportunity that comes my way. If someone goes, let's go to this event, and I'm if even if I'm not interested, I'm like, you know what, as you mentioned before, I could meet someone there yeah. That could really add so much value to my life or, or I could add so much value into their life. So you just never know. Yeah. And you create so many good friendships as well. Like, do you know Chris Walker, Travel Fit? I've, I think I follow him on Instagram, but I haven't really looked too much into him. Yeah. I'm just using him as an example. Or Todd Jarrett, like these, and Trav as well, technician. Like so many people I've met from going to these events. And I remember the first ever one I went to, it was a cool to be conscious, like eight hour retreat. And I was shit scared going up there. I was like, I'm about to go to this meditation event. I don't know anyone there. It's my first time doing this. But after it, I was like, the network of people I've got now and the tools you get as well in whatever you're looking for, depending on the event, is magnificent too. Yeah. And it's just about surrounding yourself with like-minded people. If you wanna if you wanna be successful in podcasting or business or fitness, surround yourself with those types of people mm. because you'll you will grow so much and you know, the saying goes, you know, you're the average of your five closest, you know, friends or your environment. And it's so true. Yeah, that's true. Like I, um, my friend Stephen has this saying and he's like, if you hang around with five alcoholics, you become the six. If you hang out mm-hmm. with you know, five su- successful people, you'll be the six. Depending on your environment, you'll adapt to that because you learn from them and you pick up habits as well, whether they are positive or negative, whichever way you look at it. You know, there's always something to take from the environment you're in. So make sure... The environment you associate yourself with is positive and has an impact exactly. on your yeah. life. Yeah, environment is so key. And I know for a lot of people, it is hard to surround yourself with physical, like good people, mm. which is why I say, you know, what we're doing today, podcasting, plug yeah. that into your ears. Yeah. Because it doesn't always have to be a physical person. It can be a podcast. It could be an audio book. It could be anything. It's just put some positive stuff in your head and learn and educate and do that personal development and that inner work because, yes, surrounding yourself with people is awesome, but at the end of the day, it comes down to what you're actually listening to. 
Mm. Yeah. Well, I'm just letting that sink in because thank you for saying that because that's another way to look at, you know, audio books and podcasts because you still are engaged with an environment when you're listening to those things too. So that was a good realization for me. So that's, I'm going to take that on and pass that message through to people in life because, yeah, because like I was saying earlier, your subconscious mind takes on information and audio books and podcasts and that is your new environment too. So if you do deal with anxiety, is that solution there for you as well? Mm, exactly. Just fill your head with good stuff. Mm. So when did the um, clothing brand come about? I started that in 2020, mm. growing probably 16, 17. When I was like 16, 17, I wanted to start a clothing brand. I didn't know what to call it or what I was going to do with it, it was just like, you know, it would be so cool to have a clothing brand and see people rock your clothes and stuff. And for years, I was trying to figure out a name. I was like, what am I going to name it? What is it going to be about? In lockdown, uh, 2020, my I was in my office and my brother walks in and he goes, why don't we start a brand called Better Life? Because mm. like, obviously my last name is Batar, but if you, you know, say it better, it means better life. So I was like, that's a good idea. Why the hell did I never think of that? <laughs> and we we started it that day and meant to be. You know, we, yeah, we we created the Instagram account. We got like, I remember going, I uh, bought it off Amazon. These these sheets of paper that you can put your logo on, logo on, and iron it on shirts. They yeah. were terrible, but <laughs> I remember we spent hours just like making it so cool. And the shirts were crap, but it was. It was a pivotal step in the the development of the idea and bringing it to life, and it was cool, man. Like I remember, like just the community, the growth, the lot of lessons that I've learned along the way. It's just me now. My brother went on a different path and wants to do his own thing, which is fine. So I've taken it fully on board, and one of my goals this year is to really incorporate it with the podcast and make it like one whole big brand mm. um that's that's a big mission of mine so i'm going to be doing like better life like lifestyle kind of clothings because the mission around better life is to you know show what's possible um when you jump out of your comfort zone when you take ownership of your life and really live life on your terms and strive to be the best version of yourself that is that is our mission because for me i believe that it's so important to take that ownership of your life and mm. as i mentioned before you got to not let your identity become your future. And by me doing this podcast and clothing brand, and I'm showing what is possible when you don't do that and when you do jump out of that comfort zone. And it's been, as I said, it's been a journey. It hasn't been straight up, like mm. uphill for sure. Like anyone who started a clothing brand or any business, it's hard. It's not easy work. If I knew in the beginning one, how much money or how much time and effort went into starting a clothing brand or even starting a podcast, I'm not too sure if I'll do it all over again. Yeah. Which at the same time, I'm grateful that I was naive going into it because sometimes it's best to be naive and just jump in and figure yeah. it out because you learn you learn so much. And as I said, it's been it's been a great journey this year, the mission. Combining the brand, making it all big one, you know the clothing. I I planned out in January like the first two collections of the year, which I'm super pumped for. Better Life is going to be like the more of the lifestyle kind of stuff, and mm. then I'm going to have podcast merch itself. So podcast um, merch around mental health and supporting the podcast. So it's going to be it's going to be awesome, and I'm I'm yeah. very excited because I just have this. I don't know about you, but. I just have this gut feeling of what I'm doing is the right thing to do and that mm. it's going to have so much impact in not only my life but the lives of others. And, you know, as we mentioned before, I'm a first-time father. I've got a child. and For me, I don't want to be one of those, those parents that goes to my daughter, you can do whatever you want. You can, you know, reach for the skies and all that kind of stuff while I'm sitting on the couch doing nothing with my life. Like I want to be a living example and her to look up to me as a role model and be like, hey, like my dad jumped out of his comfort zone. He built this massive brand, this podcast, this clothing, 
know, mental health programs, all this stuff. Like I've got a whole whiteboard here of ideas and things that I want to accomplish. And I want to be a living example for my daughter and everyone else should be as well. Like if they have kids or there's always someone in your life that looks up to you. Mm. You want, you should want to be a role model and really strive to become the best version of yourself. Because what I've learned is if you're the best version of you, you're able to turn up as the best partner, the best podcaster, the best father, the best brother, sister. You know, you're able to turn up as the best for everyone in your life. And off the back of that, you build momentum and good things just happen. Mm. So I think that's, this, that, that's not selfish either. No, no, it's not. People say looking after yourself or putting yourself first is selfish. No, it's not. No. Why is it selfish? Because- Say, uh, we'll come back to being a father again. If I just stayed home and looked after my kid all day and did nothing for myself, do you think I'd be a really good dad? Do you think I would enjoy it? Do you think I would enjoy the time with my daughter? No. Like, to a degree, yes, because I love her. She's my daughter. But inside, I would probably be hating myself because I'm not, I'm not being truly fulfilled. My cup is not being filled up. Mm. So I need to go to the gym. I need to podcast. I need to work on my brand. I need to connect with people, network, because then when I go spend time with my daughter and look after her, I'm being totally present. And I'm enjoying every single moment of it. Yeah, that's huge too. That's amazing. And especially with being the male too, you know, masculine energy, it needs direction and purpose in life to survive. When I say survive, I mean to live a fulfilled life. So it's having that drive, it's having that direction, the purpose, and having something that you're building towards and everything else profits off that, not financially, but like energy-wise, everything profits off the work that you do. And putting the work towards yourself is one of the best things you can do because everyone else is going to feel the effect around you from that, especially your daughter too and your missus and whoever you're living with, everyone's going to notice that and it's going to change the whole energy and even the upbringing for your daughter too, man, because you having this awareness, you requiring this knowledge and everything you're doing is going to bring a big impact into her life because she's going to learn good conditioned beliefs because kids grow up with conditioned beliefs. They can be positive or negative depending on the upbringing. But if your intentions are pure and what you're doing and then those conditioned beliefs are only going to affect your daughter in a positive way. Hundred percent. As it all comes down to environment, mm. with a child, you know, the first seven years of their life are so pivotal because that's where they pick up all these little beliefs and habits and all that stuff. So, if I can be the best version of me and pass on those those really good habits and those that positive energy to her, like she's going to grow up to be a strong individual woman, like and have impact in this world and be the best version of herself. Mm. 100%. And congrats too on becoming the father. Thank you, man. Like, honestly, I tried to explain it to people. It's so hard. You can't really put it into words. It's, it's the best feeling in the world. Like, I never knew that you could love a little human so bloody much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Like, so I, I have no kids, but I have like, I have nieces and nephews. But when I see them, it's just like the happiest I am. So, I'm actually excited for the day I become a father as well because I know that they will add value to my life, but I know that the value I can bring to a child and their upbringing and then become an adult as well. So I'm actually excited for that day. Yeah, it's 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 a good feeling. And the whole pregnancy, people are like, oh, children are going to change your life. It's going to change your life. And I kind of, like, I believed it, but I was like, Is, can a little human really change your life? Yeah, it can. Yeah. <laughs> it truly can. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> That's amazing, man. I was um, I was looking for your website too, and I was seeing that you had a 30-day challenge. Yeah, so well. I'm running, yeah, I'm running a 30-day kick kickstart challenge for anyone wanting to really start this year on a good note. You know, it's not just a physical challenge. It's mental, physical, spiritual, you know, incorporates meditation, reading, all that good stuff as well as exercise because, yeah, it's good to have New Year's resolutions and stuff like that, but how many people actually stick to them? Mm. Like this is a program that I, I believe that if you if you um, achieve it, if you accomplish it, 
you can continue to implement that throughout the rest of the year and you'll build momentum. And as I mentioned before, when you build that momentum, good stuff happens off the back of that and you will truly become the best version of yourself. So yeah, definitely the link is on the Instagram. You can just sign up. It's like you get an ebook with the template and everything's included in there. I have a pretty cool community that's doing it at the moment. Only small, but that's still awesome. It's mm. it's such a good feeling when you when you create something and then other people jump on board and do yeah. it as well. And then you can see the benefits that they're getting from it. It's it's an awesome feeling to know that, yeah, what you're doing, people are supporting. Mm. It's fulfilling, Gay, when you have an intention to make an impact. And then you see that coming to fruition and actually happening. It really humbles you, hey? Yeah. And it's it's awesome to see people wanting to become a better version of themselves and really work on themselves because I believe if we all do that, that's going to prevent a lot of mental illness, a lot of Mm. severe depression and suicide. It just comes down to having the right tools and the education around and really looking after yourself. We have a responsibility as a human being to look after ourselves physically, mentally, spiritually. Yeah, a lot of us don't. And mm. it's not hard. It just comes down to the education around it. Yeah. And being experimental too. Like I'm going to be mm. raw and honesty. I woke up the day before yesterday. Actually, it was yesterday. Sorry. I woke up. I remember I was laying in bed and I was like, I don't want to fucking move. Like, I just want to stay. But like I, inside of me, I knew I had to do something. Like I was just like in a little bit of a war on my head. But then straight away, I sat and thought and I was like, what practices do I know that get me out of this state? So straight away, I did my routine. I did a bit of intention setting Then I went to the gym and the breath work and then like a 10-minute meditation. Then I come home. This is all within 90 minutes. And I come home with a completely different mindset because in the past, I experimented on coping strategies and the ones that paid off now add value to my life. And then now when I get caught in the rut, I can turn it around within 90 minutes. And some days, you know, it might not work, but I know just to have patience on myself as well because things always turn out the way you want them to. Just keep your healthy habits in check. That's it. And some days it's okay not to get out of bed or getting out of bed itself could be the biggest task and could be a massive achievement for yourself. Mm. Some days you don't have to go to the gym or do your breath work or read a book, just get out of bed. You know, it is tough. Life can be tough and it can drag you down. Embrace that pain. Embrace what you're feeling. Don't just push it to the side. And a lot of people do and it bottles up and it just gets worse and worse and worse, And which is why we have such high suicide rates and mental illness is because there's this stigma. And why... I changed the podcast into mental health because I never started out as mental health. It was just for me to talk to cool people, get myself out of the comfort zone and, you know, really grow as an individual. But I realized through that, like so many people went through like all these adversities and these mental struggles in life. I was like, why, why is there a stigma around something that everyone goes through? Mm. And that really baffled me. And I was like, this is crazy. Like, why do we not talk about it? Everyone has a story. Everyone's gone through shit in life. Hmm. So talk about it. It's fine. You're not alone. There's always someone out there that you can reach out to, whether that be a friend or family. You know, there's hotlines. There's always someone that you can talk to. Don't bottle it up Hmm. because the more you bottle it up, the more it builds up and then you go down that dark path and it's really hard to come out the other side then. Yeah. And like you said earlier about building momentum as well, you know, like I was listening, you know, Jocko Willink. Yep. Yeah. So I was listening to Jocko and he was talking about as more so his mindset around just like exercising and being physical. But I think it relates to mental health as well in terms of building momentum, you know, like if you do one small thing, like get out of your bed and it, no, not smart. That's how I rephrase that. Getting out of your bed can be a big thing for, because for me yesterday, that was huge for me getting out of my bed and actually going out and doing something. But doing these steps can build momentum into the next day and next day or even the same day, you know, into myself as getting out of bed into the gym. But some people might be getting out of bed than eating or showering mm. or whatever it may be. So it's just building that momentum. It's just taking that first step 
and taking yeah. action. Yeah, it's it's those little wins. As you said, get out of bed, make the bed, go have mm. a shower, have something to eat. You know, that could be that could take a lot of effort for people to do. Mm. But once they accomplish that, they will feel good about themselves because they've they've ticked off these little things, they've had those little small wins. So it doesn't have to be, as I mentioned before, going to the gym or doing, you know, massive things. It can be the small stuff of getting out of bed and making it even. Yeah. Yeah, making your bed. That's my routine every morning. I wake up and the first thing I do is make my bed because that's like a little success for me. Because like even if I go to work and like if I have one day where it's a struggle, at least when I come home, I know that I've completed that. So it's just creating like these little habits in the morning that can even, you know, create a little domino effect for you. That's it. And on the making the bed situation, have you not made it one time, gone to work, had a shitty day, come home, the bed's not made, and it just makes you in an even shittier mood? Yeah, I look at it like, for fuck's sake. That's, like, yeah. that's what comes to my mind. Yeah, yeah. and it, it all comes down to environment. Yeah, it does. Your workspace, your my office, your bed, you got to keep it tidy. you got to keep it nice, nice mm. because when you do come home and you may be in a shittier mood, if you come home to a clean house, a clean mm. office, you're going to feel good. Yeah. You won't feel as much stress because if you're coming home to a dirty house, dirty dishes, your stress increases, your anxiety increases. It's, oh, shit, I've got to clean all this stuff up and do all this stuff. And and then a lot of the times you're like, stuff it. I'm not going to do it. And then it mm. just continues to build and build and build. That momentum. Yeah, exactly. Negative yeah. momentum and positive momentum. Yeah, exactly. You just got to uh, make the conscious decision and mm. decide, you know, what's going to affect you in a better way and take action on that. So do you have morning routines that you do? Yeah, so I get up at 5.30. I read 10, 15 pages of my book. Then I go for a walk and a run, come home, cold shower, breakfast, and then I usually go to work. Oh, awesome. What books would you recommend to the people listening? Ooh, books. Have you read um, The Four Agreements? Oh, I have not. I'm going to write that down. Yeah, so The Four Agreements, The Alchemist, that's a good one. That's my next book. I just got that delivered yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. Um, Atomic Habits. You know what? Let's go with Atomic Habits as we're, we're talking about habits and getting yourself in a good routine and stuff like mm. that. That is That is a really good book, and I recommend everyone go read that. Atomic Habits. Yeah, that is a good book. And how about... Is there any information that you'd like to leave with the listeners? Any tips, any motivation, anything that you got in your mind that you'd like to share? Um, I think I'll wrap it all up with saying, as I mentioned before, don't let your past identities or identities that you've created for yourself or other people giving you hold you back in life. Look at myself as an example or even Ryan, Jump out of your comfort zone. It is scary at the start. But once you put in the repetitions, once you expose yourself to different environments and say podcasting or business or exercise, whatever the case may be, the more you expose yourself to it, the more you're going to adapt to it, the more you're going to grow as a person and get used to it. And it's Trust me, on, on the other side of adversity is so much growth and it's so worth it. So don't don't stay in your comfort zone because you're never going to grow mm. there. Yeah, 100%. And like you said earlier, you just got to jump straight in the deep end. You know, you learn how to swim once you're in the water. So just get yep. in the water and see how you go. <laughs> exactly. What's the worst going to happen? You fail, you learn from it, and then mm. you go back again. And again. Well, thank you for that, bro. That was amazing. That was a really good app. We talked a lot about things that I'm passionate about. And I feel like there's a lot of value in here for the listeners also. And where could people find you if they want to follow the podcast, Cloven Brand and such? Yeah, sure. So they all have the individual pages. So you can just type in my name, Nick Batar, The Better Life, The Better Project. Go on the Instagram pages and you'll find all the links for the website, the podcast. You can follow my personal content. At the moment, it's just like baby content and travel stuff. So yeah. if you're into that kind of stuff, follow me. But yeah. Brian, thank you so much for the opportunity. Like I've really, I've really enjoyed this. And I've got to say, mm. this is probably one of the best podcasts I've done, like jumping on someone else's. So great oh, for you. the opportunity. No, thanks for coming on, brother. I think you're the first person outside of Queensland to jump on my podcast too. So <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. 
Yeah, no, thank you. And I'll um I'll link everything in the description of this podcast. So if you're listening, just if you're on Spotify or Apple or wherever you're listening, just look at the link in the bio and you'll find all the Nick's um stuff there. And yeah, thank you, brother. Um, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate your time and congrats on being the father. And I'll speak to you next time, brother. Grateful, man. Thank you. Take care.